Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Um, so before I bring on my amazing guests, I always love to start with a marketing tip to get your day started. And then beyond that, of course, I love to share a self-care tip of the day. So um, let's first start with marketing tip. So marketing tip of the day is going to be all about really educating your followers and your friends on what you do as a business owner. The reason I'm saying that is because if you if you nurture your followers and friends with like free education and free advice, um, and I'm not saying to do this all the time, like maybe just like once a week out of all the content you're putting out there, um, that's really what translates ROI. Um, the reason for that is because people feel when you give free advice, there's a trust factor, like they appreciate that you're giving them free advice, they see the advice works, and then they're like, what else more can I do with this person? So do that. I promise it will make a world of a difference. And um, I want to hear your feedback on that. Self-care tip of the day. I have really, really loved, even though the weather is getting colder, like really going out into nature and like exploring the beautiful fall colors and um, the tree. I love when the trees change color. So if you haven't done like wine tastings, apple picking, pumpkin picking, all the festive things, like get your ass out there and do it. Um, Excuse my language, but it's true. Get your butt out there and enjoy it because it's only for a period of time. And the seasons bring so many beautiful things and you just have to be present. And I think that that's really more of what I'm trying to do and bring into my day-to-day routine. So be present, enjoy nature, and I think you're really going to have a better day when you do that. So that's my self-care tip of the day. Now I am so, so excited to bring on my amazing, amazing guest today. So my amazing guest today is the fantastic Yvette Taylor, who is a professional wellness chef. Um, She is based in the Massachusetts area, but travels as well. She is one amazing rock star, has a fabulous background in nutrition, competitions, all the things. So I am really excited for all of you guys to get to know her, for her to share her story about how she got to where she is and so much more. So stay tuned for the amazing Yvette Taylor. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene. I am so excited to be here with the amazing Yvette Taylor, who is one fabulous professional wellness chef. Hi, Yvette. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good. I am so excited to have you. Welcome to Becoming Next On Scene's podcast. So tell us how you became a chef and how this all got inspired. Thank you. Um, It's a very long story, but the short answer is I always had an interest in food and nutrition, um, food as healing and, and nurturing and all of that. So I started cooking for myself because I had a lot of my own digestive issues and things like that. And, um, then I, back when I first started out, personal chefs were not very well known, but I knew I wanted to cook privately. So I either wanted to cook for people going through cancer treatment or who had, um, different types of food allergies and all of that stuff. Um, or I wanted to cook as a private chef and sail around the world on a yacht. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. 
but one day, one day, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um, fast forward to, I had started working in food and hospitality and gaining some experience in the kitchen and all of that, um, sort of transitioning towards, um, starting my own businesses and in, in hospitality. And my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I took that as an opportunity to really dive in and learn how to cook and prepare healing foods. So I really took that on and that really boosted my interest in nutritional wellness. So that's really how I started. So eventually went to culinary school and then just started doing various certifications in nutrition and working with dietitians and um, cooking for families with family members or kids who had different types of allergies and things. And so now, um, as we know, you know, a lot of athletes and professional people um, who are very active like to eat healthy as well. So now I cook for athletes and families, busy professionals, marathon runners, all of that good stuff. So awesome. So do you remember like your first, so you obviously helped your mom out when she was going through the process. Right. Like, remember right. your first client outside of like family, like what was that experience like? Oh, yes. Well, I think for anyone starting a business on their own, it's really nerve wracking to just put yourself out there. And I'm someone who is normally pretty shy. So it's not like me to just put myself out there. And I'm a solopreneur, so I didn't have a team of people working with me. So it was a little nerve wracking, but I think the best thing for me was really just taking feedback and working with it on a daily basis. And so having good feedback and a good relationship with my clients really made me feel at ease. But it's scary. I mean, you know, you're going into someone's home, you're in their kitchen, they're trusting you with their health, their family, um, all of that, you know? So, you know, I was excited, but also very nervous at the time. And now it's, you know, I still get a little nervous and very excited when I take on a new client because you just, you don't know what that dance is going to be like, you know? And so that's kind of part of the fun of it. And when, when you're cooking privately, you know, you become part of the family in some cases. Some of my clients I'm going on like 10 years cooking for, and I've been cooking for their kids before they were even conceived and born. And now, you know, they're in junior high and this and that. And it's just amazing to be part of that nurturing and growth process. So I, it's still exciting. That's really special. Okay, so I have to ask because everybody has these moments, but like what's been one of your most like embarrassing, like unforgettable things that have come up in a, in a session with a client? Like, or something that happened oh. to prep or like, can you share an experience? Oh gosh, good. <laughs> That's a good one. And I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but um, I was at a client's and they have or had this giant dog. The dog was literally like the size of a small horse. I don't even know what kind of a dog it was, but she was very sweet, but I just didn't know her very well. So she normally wasn't in the kitchen. But one day I was at the cutting board 
And I sensed something and I turned around and she was so big. She was like right here, right in my face. And I literally sliced the entire top of my index finger off. And it was like the scene in Saturday Night Live with um, Julia Child, you know, with like blood going everywhere. It was awful. Um, But... I survived, survived, but that's probably the absolute worst thing that's happened to me. So luckily nothing, nothing else like that. I mean, you know, once in a while you just run into issues where, you know, you don't have an ingredient on hand or you forget something at the store, you know, there's that kind of thing, but that's always fixable. But um, yeah, so being careful with the knives is always, (laughs) always important. (laughs) What is a chef without their knives? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I'm so glad you're okay. That's very traumatizing. So tell us now too, with um, quarantine and COVID, like how has your business been affected? Like what are new things that you're doing and all that stuff? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, we are, I have an amazing chef who works with me now. So we are um, slowly getting back to our normal schedules Of course, we had to take time off in quarantine um, and some of our clients left the area like a lot of people and went to another home somewhere. But, you know, I also have really busy doctors who've just been working nonstop through this whole thing. So just slowly getting back and building, you know, having that level of trust and having that relationship, you know, we've agreed in certain instances where come back on site and, you know, they're not home, kitchens cleaned, cleaners are there the same day, like that kind of thing. But it really affected my overall business outside of the day-to-day in a really interesting way. Like business is booming, which is interesting because a lot of people are stuck at home and nobody wants to cook and they're getting tired of takeout and they put on the COVID-15 And, you know, now the kids are still at home and schedules are crazy and they're working from home. So having that help with meal prep is really important. And that's, you know, we've really been able to help out some new clients. We've taken on several new clients who, you know, that's exactly what the description is for why they want to, you know, hire a personal chef. And they've been really happy with the results because it's something they don't have to worry about you know, but they can know that they're eating healthy because obviously everyone also wants to boost their immune system and stay healthy and this and that. And as we know, there's no magic pill, but just eating really healthy and getting all your fruits and veggies in and all of that stuff is a good way to try and try and keep that under control. No, it's so true. Great answer. Now, what is Yvette's favorite go-to meal? Oh, for me... And for your clients. So tell me about. Yeah. So I have a lot of, well, I have clients who have various, various goals and interests, but I am someone who loves fish. So I love salmon. I do a lot of different things with salmon for myself and I have clients who absolutely love it too. So, um, we, we have a couple client favorites. We have some salmon burgers and um, salmon cakes that we do. And um, just, you know, really incorporating all the colors of the rainbow on the plate. So getting very creative with all different types of veggies 
even veggies that people think they don't like, you know, using a lot of those in creative ways. So like different slaws, really interesting, crunchy salads, a lot of nuts and seeds, you know, things that really add a lot of nutrition to dishes and make it a little more interesting and flavorful. I love it. I'm a salmon girl myself. So that's yeah. fantastic. I love it. Now you also have your book too. Can you tell us about your new book? Well, so I, um, I was a co-author with Bayaba USA, which makes the baby cook. It's an incredible machine and it steams and chops and purees food for not just babies and toddlers, but also adults. So when, um, when I partnered with them to do that, you know, it was really interesting. They wanted to incorporate some things that the mom could do for herself. And like I said, it's an incredible machine. I ended up keeping it on the counter and just using it for myself because instead of having to use three different appliances to steam and puree and chop, you know, foods, it's great. You can do it all at once. So, you know, have being able to make like healthy protein pancake batters, waffle batters, energy bites, cookie dough, raw cookie dough, and that mom can enjoy too, you know, was a fun way to um, incorporate those types of foods in into the book as well. And so that that was really fun. So now when I have new moms, or even if I just do a consultation with a new mom, I will, um, you know, send her the book or give her the book. And you know, what's kind of fun is oftentimes I've gone in to do a consultation with someone who's got a toddler or a newborn and they already have the book and they have the machine. And it's just kind of really cool to see that because, you know, I can say, oh, I know those recipes really well because I actually worked on (laughs) most of them. So Um, that was a really fun project. So looking forward to doing more collaborations, you know, like that. Um, Where can people get the book? They can get it on Amazon. Um, and they can also get it on the Bayaba site and the bookstores are carrying it as well. It's pretty readily available. Awesome. Okay. Because we have a lot of moms that listen. So I definitely yeah. check it out if they haven't heard of Yvette Taylor yet. Um, so tell me too, like, have there, what creative things have come out of quarantine for you in terms of recipes and things like that? Like, have you come up with any really fun new things out of your standard? Yeah. Well, you know, everyone was really getting into their instant pots and crock pots and everyone was making banana breads and all of that sort of thing. So, um, for me, you know, getting back, helping to get them back on track, it was more like saying, okay, well, you've been really enjoying your banana breads for the last couple of months, but you want to lose a a little weight, but you still want to be able to enjoy those treats. So being able to adapt those treats and make them a little healthier so that they're, you know, in some ways working for you better, you know, rather than being loaded with sugar, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you can reduce the sugar and you can add some healthy things like flax and chia, um, almond flowers, you know, all of that sort of thing, just to make them a little bit healthier, but that, you know, so they can still enjoy those treats. And, and believe me, one thing I do hear from everyone is that, you know, they love their afternoon snack but they can't be eating a sleeve of Oreos anymore. You know, that's got to go away. So we're um, just having some fun kind of, you know, revamping everyone's favorite 
snack and healthy treat recipes. No, that's good. I mean, people need that, right? Because just like you said earlier, the COVID-15, like that's a real thing right now. Right, right. So can you talk more about too, like the social media fads with diets and things like that also and how it's influenced people in a good way and a not so good way and like how you guys create a healthier mindset? Yeah, that's a really good question. So obviously everyone's been on social media a lot more during quarantine and including myself. And, you know, it's so hard not to glom on to, you know, your favorite influencers or people that you know and trust. And they're saying, you know, I just bought this and it's giving me all sorts of energy. And so, you know, it's, it's hard to keep up with that. I have clients all the time who are asking me about products or a, a certain type of diet or saying, well, you know, now that you're going to be cooking for me, should I be on a keto diet to try and lose the weight fast or this and that, you know, and they have this idea in their head that this diet is going to save them overnight. And that is not the case. You have to be really careful with that stuff. And I I do have um, some doctors who follow a ketogenic diet and it's very specific. So, um, you know, I think you just have to be patient it's like exercise, you you know, exercise, you're not going to drop 10 pounds in a week. But if you just take an overall look at what your diet and lifestyle is and where you can clean it up and what works for you, because I think, you know, with these, with all of the marketing and social media that's in our face, you know, plant-based, keto, this, that, you know, collagen, all of that stuff, protein powders, plant-based protein, it's just super overwhelming. And next thing you know, people are making a smoothie in the morning that costs like $45. And it's crazy. You don't need to put 20 different things in a smoothie and have it be that expensive, you know? So I think what that's done is it's kind of made some people feel like they need to make a choice, like they need to pick a category. Am I plant-based? And if I'm not plant-based, am I, you know, not a good person because I'm not conscious of this and that? You know, do I feel guilty eating meat? And I've had these conversations with people. And as surprising as it is, you know, I see where it's coming from. And so to be able to say to someone, look, you know, it's all very individual, what is going to work for you is best. You don't need to go out there and buy everything on the shelf that's labeled with what you think you need to be. And just, you know, let's look at the foods you like. And if there's someone that's having any sort of issues or allergies, I will refer them to a dietitian that, you know, I work with several dietitians, even at Dana-Farber for my clients who are, you know, cancer survivors or, going through treatment and say, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. And then that gives me a list of foods to work with or to take out. But what's worrisome is when someone comes to me and says, I shouldn't be eating all these foods. I need to take out gluten. I need to take out dairy. I can't have any sugar. And it's all coming from the, you know, from social media and marketing and what's on, you know, in the stores And, you know, 
especially now in quarantine where everyone's inundated with all of those messages, it's really important to take a step back and say, okay, you know, I need to just look at a whole food-based diet. Start with that as a foundation. Start with the foods that don't have labels on them, your fruits, your veggies, you know, your, you know, healthy, sustainable fishes, good quality meats and poultry, and then go from there. Then if you need to supplement, then let's look at what supplement is right for you. But don't just buy something off of Instagram because it's popular, you know, and it, it's hard not to do that. I've, I've been guilty of it myself. No, it's so true. That's such great points. Cause I feel like right now more than ever, it, I mean, everybody's on social media cause they're still stuck at home more than usual. Right. Right. Everything's still open the same. And thank you for bringing that up. That's like such a good point. So right. if I were to hire you vet, like walk me through the process of like, how do you work with clients? So like the consultation, like do you do three meals a day with people? Do you do monthly? Like tell me all the things. <laughs> so, so that's a really good question. I am a a highly personalized service. So we do have clients who have their regular weekly meal service and they just want to eat healthy and they don't want to have to worry about it. They, they don't like to cook. They don't want to deal. Um, but also, you know, I have a lot of clients, as I said, they may be going through cancer treatment or they may be a professional athlete and they have a very specific regimen to follow. So it starts with a consultation, no matter who you are. And I go through a very detailed food preference um, questionnaire and conversation with them to determine, you know, if they have any issues or just what their general preferences are, likes, dislikes. You know, I love vegetables, but I hate cilantro. Could be that, you know, or I need to be very low sodium. I need to be gluten-free, dairy-free because it's, you know, my season for training and I'm conditioning and I know I feel better that way, that kind of thing. So pre-COVID and now starting to get back to more, you know, of a regular schedule, I would go and sit with you in person and review all of that. And then, you know, it gives you a chance to meet me. And I think you and I are similar where we're both energy people. We know when we meet someone that, you know, you know, you have a chemistry with someone. So you think, oh, this is going to be a great relationship. Like I just get this person, you know, we have a good rapport. They're comfortable with me. And then, you know, we take a look at the kitchen and see what we're working with there. And um, so then the way that the cooking works is you determine whether it's weekly, daily, once a month, twice a month, as needed. And then what we do is um, we shop on the day and we go straight to the client's home and cook for you. And the, the nice thing about that is it gives me a chance to manage your pantry so that I can keep on top of that and take care of the staples. Or if you're trying to transition your diet at all, you know, I can help you do that kind of get the pantry all organized in the refrigerator. One of my favorite things to do is clean out the refrigerator. <laughs> like, I love throwing away condiments that are like three presidential elections old, you know? <laughs> like, it's just amazing to me the things that that people keep in the fridge because they just get busy and they forget that it's there. They, you know, so 
all that kind of stuff. And then what's nice about being on site, I'm like, you bet's taken over. Like now you bet's fridge. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, you have to keep on top of it. That's the thing. Spices spices too. You really do need to like, you know, you don't want to keep spices for 10 years. So, because that makes a difference in your cooking with flavor. And especially if you're someone who has a lot of restrictions adding a lot of good quality spices and, you know, things like that. Healthy condiments do make a big difference in the flavor, but that's the way it works. And then, you know, um, if, you know, when I'm on site, we get to know each other. And so it's an opportunity for feedback and discussions and, you know, oh, I have a marathon coming up and this is what I'm thinking, or this is how I've been feeling lately when I'm training. You know, I have a client who's a, a busy mom and she's amazing. She runs, like the major marathons every year, several of them. And so it's really fun doing her prep, but you know, she's also got kids and her husband's vegetarian. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the household, but it just makes it, you know, really fun and exciting for me. So it's a very personal, personal service. No, I love that. I love that. And that allows you also every job to be different. Like every exactly. job to be different. You, which makes it exciting too. Exactly. Now with all these clients, like the food shopping prep, like what does the even goes into that? Like, do you do a bunch at one time or is each one individualized? Like how does that even get organized? Yeah. So the shopping can be a little maddening, especially right before we got shut down and people were literally, literally pulling things out of my hands in the grocery store. Oh. And I... And I was reaching in the freezer to grab something like chopped spinach and a woman literally pushed me out of the way. It just reminded me of that. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, in all my years of grocery shopping, I'd never Never. seen anything like it. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of us, we, a lot of us personal chefs now in the Boston area, we see each other in the morning quite a bit at Whole Foods and various places, um, which is always fun. And so we, we shop early in the morning and, and some of us do shop for multiple clients at once. Um, but now with Instacart and Prime, so much they're not perfect, but they are really helpful, especially with COVID because, you know, I really don't want to be in five grocery stores. You know what I mean? And I'm normally in the grocery store at least twice a day. So it helps to minimize that exposure for me. But, you know, because like I was saying, we're in your home and we're managing the fridge and the pantry for you. Ideally, I'm only shopping for what I need that's fresh for that day and anything I need to replace. So I'm not doing, you know, like a gigantic grocery shop. So that helps too. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what the shopping is like. But around the holidays, it gets really, really crazy. I'm it's, assuming. Yeah. Like, like COVID now is crazy. But like now it is. holiday has always been, I'm assuming. It is. Yeah. yeah. So when do you like get time off like during the holidays or is that like your even busier time? Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving week is obviously really busy. Right. And that's my favorite holiday too. So I do enjoy a lot of, do a lot of cooking, um, for my family for that holiday because I love it, but it's crazy. But then, you know, over the, um, Christmas and new year, Hanukkah holidays, a lot of my clients will go away or they have in the past. So that's usually when I take time off 
and spend it with my family. And also my boyfriend is also a chef and we, he has family in Tuscany. So we go to Italy, we go to Tuscany for two weeks every summer. And that's kind of our break together. But obviously we didn't go this past summer and I don't know that it's going to happen this coming summer. And I miss it so much because that is just, you know, to take two weeks is really a lot in my business. You know, of course, our clients are going to survive without us, but we like to think that they can't. And luckily they do miss us, but you know, a lot of them go away in the summer too. So I try to overlap my vacations with them basically. I love it. And Tuscany is such a great foodie wine place, right? Uh, like, oh my really God, so is. magical. Like so magical. Okay. So before we play some game time, can you please share with us how they can follow you on social media and all the things and get in touch? Sure. So on Instagram at queen of the pantry, and there's also a link there to the Bayaba website as well. Um, I believe that's still up there. And um, my website is queenofthepantry.com. And you can send me an email through there. Um, I'm, you know, I do, I teach a lot of seminars. I do a lot of meal prep seminars. Before COVID, I was doing like a lot of corporate lunch and learns and things, things like that. So I always say, you know, if anyone has a question regarding food or meal prep or an appliance that they're considering buying, just, you know, definitely shoot me an email or, or send me a DM through Instagram. I'm always happy to answer questions and help people out. She means that. She really does. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I love that. All right, Yvette, you're fantastic. All right, so I want to talk about fun facts and then we can play game time. So first okay. of all, you won first place in fitness, New England, 2015. So tell me all about that in the natural bodybuilding competitions. Oh, right. So I decided back in, I think it was 2011, 12. One of my really good friends is um, an amazing fitness instructor and coach. And she had been competing. And so I started training with her. And so long story short, she convinced me to do one show and I was scared to death. It was so out of my comfort zone, but at the same time, it was so different from cooking, but still fit. You know, it was, you know, I was obviously, I love to exercise before. So I, you know, that was something that wasn't, that was a no brainer, but, um, the meal prep, for that was a real learning curve for me because I'm so used to prepping for everyone else's, you know, games and competitions and marathons and this and that. But to do that for myself, I really had to discipline myself and it was interesting. So I really wasn't sure what to expect, but with her help and guidance, she was amazing. She helped me along the way. And once I did one show, I just thought, you know, I, I couldn't believe how amazing I felt just because I was eating better for myself. So I, you know, and then I got the bug and I really, I said, you know, if I'm going to really put the work in this one year, I had always, it's hard because I'm a chef. So I'm in the kitchen. I'm constantly eating and grazing all day long. And you have to be really careful with what you eat when you're competing. So I decided that one year that I was really going to give it my all and spent an obscene amount of time in the gym and the weight room and all of that stuff, put a lot of things on hold. 
And I really surprised myself. I, um, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that I won, but I, you know, it is true when you really put the work in and trust the process, even though, you know, you're out of your comfort zone and you're scared to death, but you just really work hard. Um, it happened and it was just a really neat experience. And so that's helped me a lot because now some of my athletes, I have a better understanding of what their discipline is like, if that makes any sense. So it was just a really cool thing to do. And, you know, my goal was to place in the top three and I placed in the top three, I think three times or two, two or three times. So it was fun experience for me. And Wanted to do one more show this year, actually, but obviously that that got put on hold. So I don't know. We'll see if that happens. It will come again. That's (laughs) awesome. Okay, so speaking of wine, so you lived in New Zealand and you were in the wine industry. So tell me all about that experience. That's so cool. So... Yeah, that was amazing. So like I said, I that was when I really was wanting to get more involved in hospitality. And I loved the wine industry. Um, I was working at three different wineries. It was crazy. I worked for an American-owned winery um, that is still American-owned um, in Hawke's Bay. It's called, it was called Kemblefield. It has a new name now. Um, but you can find their wines in Total Wine. And I worked uh, as a marketing and events manager and ran the cellar door. So I was like really in over my head. They they had, you know, we had weddings, back-to-back weddings every weekend on the vineyards. And it was just an amazing experience. The other two wineries I worked at, I worked catering and in the kitchen. So I was like, I was just doing anything and everything to get experience So it's one of those experiences where if you said to me now, would you go back and take this job? I probably wouldn't because there's no way I could do all of that now. But it was a really good learning experience. And I got to meet some incredible people. And I mean, talk about farm to table, like everything we cooked with and, you know, we incorporated the wines were you know, the grapes are grown right on the vineyard there and everything's made right there. The cheeses are made in the farm that's right next door. You know, everything is so local that you really get this incredible appreciation and opportunity for creativity, you know, when everything's like that fresh. It was just, it was really fun. I learned a lot. And, you know, so that experience has really carried me through because just being able to live and work and cook in a totally different place, even though the foods aren't all that different, has helped me just with my um, creativity and just, you know, overall experience too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. This is Mike. I think one of my favorite facts about you is when you volunteered in Somerville. Um, at the heart oh, right. of So can you talk about that experience? I know you did that for like seven years. So yes. Yeah, so my cousin, Rebecca, um, and a friend of hers had this idea and it's amazing because they started this organization and there was literally like a handful of us. And it was an idea to start, um, a meal service program for people 
in need in the community, but not using anything processed. So getting donations from the local farms, if they were willing to give a donation, or if we, you know, were able to raise a little bit of money, we'd have a budget and then we'd purchase certain um, ingredients from various farms. But not using, you know, a lot, a lot of people want to donate products and that is amazing. But we were really trying not to use anything, anything processed. So everything was made from scratch and it was a challenge, but we, it got so popular and we literally had families who were coming to us on a regular basis. And it didn't matter if it was summer or we had a couple of really terrible winters where, you know, we were worried about some of the people who came to this meal, but they would still show up and be so thankful to get a warm, healthy meal. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't understand that or just don't realize that just because someone is homeless doesn't mean they don't have an appreciation for healthy food and nutrition. There's lots of reasons why they're homeless, you know, some, some entire families, but they would be so thankful that they could give their children a warm, healthy meal. And we always did one vegan meal and a dessert because again, you know, there are people who are homeless or are in need, but they prefer for their own reasons to eat vegetarian or vegan. So they were really appreciative. And the organization is still going today and it's called Hearty Meals for All. And I'm not the chef anymore. It's been passed on to this amazing chef who is an alumni from my school. And he's just so good. They're all such a thoughtful group of people that, you know, really do care about the community of Somerville. And there are, there are people who showed up to meals there who aren't from Somerville and that's perfectly okay, but always looking for volunteers and anyone who likes to volunteer wants to get their kids involved with volunteering. Um, you know, once they get back up and, and are doing that fully, I think now they have a really small staff because of COVID, but, um, you know, you can just show up and you can just volunteer for one meal and see what it's like. And it's just a, it's a great experience to see what other people in the community are dealing with and a nice way to help out, you know? I love that. That's so awesome. Like so awesome. I'm so, I'm so happy to hear that you did that because I'm sure it made a difference for so many people. Yeah. It also helped me with my creativity again, because we would literally get a delivery from a farm that day and I would need to make a meal from it. And like one time it was an entire turkey, like wild turkey that was completely fully intact except for the head. So I was literally with my volunteers in the kitchen, like plucking huge feather. Like it was, I mean, there were just some memories that we just look back and just like, they're great. We just laugh, but it was, you know, it was a really fun challenge. And at the end of the day, it didn't matter what the meal was. Everyone was really grateful, happy for it. God, that's hilarious though. Oh my God. Okay. So let's play a quick little game time. So what is Yvette's favorite place you've ever traveled to? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, it would probably have to be New Zealand because I got to see so much of it and do so many things there. 
and because I was able to live there that aren't touristy. So I think that would probably be my favorite. Awesome. And where's the place you haven't been that's on your bucket list? Oh, um, Costa Rica. Everybody's been to Costa Rica. And I, one of my mentors and favorite chefs in the world, um, Joanne Gerard Young, she is an incredible um, vegan holistic chef. And she lives there and she hosts these incredible retreats. And I have not been able to get there yet. I was planning to go, but now because of COVID, um, I'm not sure, but I, I will get there one day. But yeah, I, I know it's pretty amazing spiritually as well as, you know, beautiful scenery. I, it sounds it. Um, if there is one person that you could spend the day with, dead or alive, you have never met, who would you choose and why? Oh, that's a good question. Well, cooking wise, it would either be Ina or Martha, but I did meet Ina at a food show in New York. So I'll have to say Martha Stewart. I mean, she's the OG. So, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she is so. I just think she's so fun to watch how she evolves and adapts and she's just herself. But, you know, she was a pioneer, a businesswoman, a caterer. She's been through so much and she's just hilarious and timely, you know? So I think that would be a really interesting dinner conversation that would definitely start with a giant martini. She's I love it. martinis. That's amazing. That's awesome. Okay. And final question. Um, if you could cook for somebody that you have not met yet, who would you cook for? Ooh, that's a really good question. Well, ah, uh, it could be more than one person. I'll take the pressure off. I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because what, well, I would have said, one of the professional athletes that I'm currently cooking for because that the that's something I've always wanted to do. But um which, you know, talk about manifesting, that's been really fun. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say, oh, such a good question. You know, I might go back to Martha because I think it would be really fun to cook for her and get her critique yeah, because absolutely. she's just so honest, you know, and not necessarily always nice. So I think it would be a good experience and I fun. Think to cook too. I think that's a really good choice for both. Yeah. So you can cook and have dinner with her. I think that's right. Right. I love it. Well, you bet you're amazing. Can you share with us again, how everybody can follow you on social media and get in touch? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So, um, on the web, www.queenofthepantry.com and Instagram at queen of the pantry. And you can email me, Yvette, at queenofthepantry.com. Love it. All right, everybody, definitely reach out to Yvette. You will not regret it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Becoming Next On Scene, and stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.